Yeah, and I think kind of in our lives and probably most people's lives, I feel like you can either let the really bad things that happen to you define you and take you down is to, like I said before, learn from them and, and, and not let them define who you are. Welcome to another episode of the People Plus Art Podcast, formerly known as Everything But Music. Today, I sit down with The Bellow and The Whale. Remember that this podcast is a short version of the full over hour long interview that's been posted to the People Plus Art YouTube channel. Be sure to check out that episode because they talk about their own music and you'll be able to see bits of their music videos and also hear little snippets of what the songs actually sound like and their commentary and their narrative to it. So go ahead and go over to the People Plus Art YouTube channel to see that for yourself. Be sure to share, be sure to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, so if you can go subscribe and leave a great rating if you like this episode and you like the podcast, that would help out so much. So why don't we get to it? This is The Bellow and The Whale. Yeah, we, we really wish that we had a big epic tale to tell about where the name came from. But the reality is, as you mentioned, we had a spreadsheet of possible names. And the first most obvious one was Julia and Bianca or Bianca and Julia. We steered away from that right away. So we didn't have to decide whose name was going first. <laughs> but yeah, we had all kinds of names written down, including like some names of racehorses and just different words that we liked the way they sound that sounded bandy. And we settled on the bellow and the whale because we really liked how both words phonetically have a, a double meaning and they both evoke this idea of two different types of voices, a bellowing voice or a wailing voice. And we thought that kind of encompassed what we were doing in a literal sense, but also we liked that it evoked this kind of storybook feel and, and story and, and narrative are really important to our um, musical collaboration. And um, yeah, so that's the one that we ticked off and became Running. <laughs> you have on your SoundCloud, they create to bring people together to facilitate, facilitate positive and constructive conversations between opposing viewpoints. They use overlapping thematic elements in the form of imagery and sound to erode the distance between the way we chose or choose to see the world versus what is actually there. I thought this was so beautifully, not on, uh, beautifully written, but also it kind of it gets at the main underlying structure of everything that I see you guys doing of the videos that we're going to go over today that sums up that connecting factor so well. So is that something that was very conscious? What's the process behind that? I, I think so. We, we both come from a fine art background and there's a lot of emphasis on thinking about your artist statement, why you're creating what you're creating and a lot of emphasis on research into each thing that you're doing. So yes, we did sit down and very deliberately lay out what we wanted to achieve as a duo and basically it you know why we make art in general um, so bianca crafted that particular paragraph that you just read <laughs> <laughs> it was really serendipitous because we both kind of make art in a similar way uh, we make different art but the way we go about doing it is very much that and it has been for I think our existence in, in making art. So kind of when we came together, it just, it seemed 
Right. So what are, what are the backgrounds here? Well, I'm an illustrator. I have a master's degree in fine art and Bianca is a fantastic designer. And she, she went to Parsons school of design in New York, <laughs> darling. And um, so, you know, we both have this visual art background and we're both thinking about how we could incorporate our musical practice into our art practice. So we, try to introduce ourselves as both visual artists and, and musicians because both of those things we feel like have equal weight in what we're putting out into the world as the bellow and the whale. Yeah, I think it's it's very interesting for us to be able to collaborate with such great creative people because it teaches us so much as we go along and it adds to our story in ways that we we couldn't have even imagined. So it's really important for us to be able to collaborate with different people and learn from them. One thing that I love to ask musicians and artists in general, creative people, if you had to pick one place that you would say defines who you are today, it could be somewhere you grew up, it could be a memory, it doesn't matter. Which place would that be and why? We recently moved to Northern New Mexico. Um, and I think it has in the past year kind of defined a lot of who we have become in like just the, the natural beauty of it, the colors um, that exist and the shapes and going back to the kind of our origins for me, um, DC definitely did define me and it's, it's, it was, was <laughs> can say was now uh it was so diverse and um that really helped shape my mindset and kind of the styles of music i like and the way that i dress and <laughs> kind of just like every every little element just really helped define who i am what are the different musics that you both listen to developing as musicians and then also very much so in this project and bellow on the whale to create this sound that you both have have uh, refined. My mother was um, an R and B and gospel singer. There it um, is. Yeah, you, it basically, is. you hit the nail on the head. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and Julia's parents were bluegrass musicians and folk musicians, so we kind of grew up with these um, very strong musical influences. Um, and we grew up singing with our sisters and we each had bands with our sisters growing up. I had like an alternative band with my sisters. Um, <laughs> what was was yours folk? Ours was a folk rock thing, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we spent a lot of time doing different styles of music or I, I spent a lot yeah. of time doing different styles of music. When we got together, was able to really come back to my roots and bring in what I was given from my mother and my sisters. And yeah, I mean, like, I know you mentioned like the folkiness of the guitar. Absolutely. Like I just, I grew up in a very folky environment and I had violin and piano lessons, but I never had any formal guitar lessons. So I kind of was self-taught and my dad showed me some things and that way of learning, I think works really well with folk music. It's kind of passed on in that way. For the Bellow and the Whale, it was the first time that I ever played an electric guitar in front of other people. And even so, like I know the folkiness of my playing still like comes blasting through 
it's so interesting to see how the soul and the folk meet because they're they are very related you know yes I mean, exactly exactly yeah that, that's what we like to think about too like they sound very different now but they come from a common place mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a shared history um so yeah i think i we think that that may be why they work together <laughs> for sure for sure i mean and they, they're both very much rooted in the african-american experience here in the united mm-hmm. states mm-hmm. give me some background give me some context on this this the single moving on what did it come from how did the film the the music video take shape uh, tell me i wrote it as um an acapella song like years ago um it was written during like this time in my life where i really needed to move on from from the past and uh this this idea of of what i always said when i was younger i was like no regrets no regrets don't look back and that's so ridiculous because in order to grow and to learn we have to look back and we have to understand that we made mistakes and we can learn from them we can grow from them and so the song was basically just this like cleansing of my soul and allowing me to move on from the past while learning from it and growing from it and the video came about i think mainly because of the location that we were in and just how beautiful it was and how it, it just seemed so so cleansing for the soul um and the concept was basically just what I described, like we're all searching for something, we're all running away from something and a little bit haunted yeah, by a mysterious figure. (laughs) Um, And also that mysterious figure can be the person that's standing by our side always. Mm -hmm. Basically, I just started filming and then uh, the storyline kind of evolved. It's it's rather conceptual, but it kind of also went along with the, this these other videos that we had done. The kind of hidden theme of this last EP that we released is the Homeric hymn to Demeter and the story of Persephone. So we were using a lot of those themes and images about seasons and cycles and like coming to terms with and maybe even finding power in a traumatic event. That's why there's like a figure running around with a pomegranate in the, <laughs> in the video. So that was for right right by my side, right? The Persephone? Yeah. So we actually asked um, the, the dancer, um, Michaela Parks, if she could single-handedly tell that myth with just her body movements. And, and I think we both thought it's okay if, nobody explicitly connects those dots but we we just set that task for her as a as a theme and then the theme comes back in the video that that bianca created for moving on oh i didn't know that (laughs) it's a song in our brains (laughs) (laughs) so why don't we watch a little bit of this uh of moving on but and i'll link of course to somewhere where people can watch the whole thing we'll only have a little bit here on the show now with everything that you said running through my head everything starts to make so much more sense so for anyone who perhaps like me is not intimately familiar with the the myth of persephone why don't we go over that really quick because i think it's like the third time we dropped it and it occurred to me i was like wait a minute 
Sure. Not only might it's other people time. not know, yeah, <laughs> I also, I don't really know. <laughs> like, I just have an idea in the name, you know? So explain to us what that is. Um, Persephone was the daughter of the goddess Demeter, was the goddess that brought the harvest time. And Persephone is associated also with the seasons. And in in the Homeric hymn to Demeter, he tells the story of Persephone who is out frolicking in the fields, gathering wildflowers, when she is suddenly kidnapped by Hades and taken down to the underworld in order to become his bride. And the the myth tells the story of Demeter, who is grief-stricken, traveling all over the the earth, searching for her, her daughter and trying to find out where she has gone and how she can can get her back. And um, in the course of this, she's like, you know what, forget the harvest, let those humans just suffer as I'm suffering. And um, eventually Helios, who sees everything from his perch in the sky, tells her, oh, you, you know, Hades snatched her. So then there's some consternation amongst the gods on Olympus. And finally, Zeus agrees that Hades needs to return Persephone to Demeter because things are not going very well <laughs> on Earth. Um, and But before this can happen, Hades offers Persephone the seeds of a pomegranate fruit and she eats them. She eats them knowing that if she eats something from the underworld, then she has to always return. This is the, this is the interpretation of the story that we particularly like because the, this set of events, her eating the pomegranate seed is told twice in the story. And she tells one version in which Hades forces her to eat the pomegranate seed. And then another one where she chooses to eat the seed. And we really liked this interpretation of the story that said she chose to eat the seeds because she knew if she ate the the fruit of the underworld that she would be bound to him and become the queen of the underworld and have to return to him. So that's what happens in the the end of the story is we get an explanation for seasons because she returns to her mother each spring and the flowers bloom and then we have summer and then in the fall she goes back and is the the queen of the underworld alongside Hades. So we we really liked an interpretation that we read of the story that that suggested that she was taking control of the situation and claiming her role as this like epic queen of the underworld figure in what is otherwise like an obviously like terribly traumatic (laughs) and um, pretty dodgy situation (laughs) (laughs) well actually i love that a lot and i love that you picked the the essentially the interpretation with her having agency it's so important in general but i think especially not to, not to make things political or too heavy, but I think in, you know, in everything that's going on now, agency is so important. You know, what can we do as artists? What can we do? It doesn't matter what we do, right? Like, what can we do as people to bring people together? What can we do as people to help each other come to an understanding, have some kind of sensitivity to what other people are going through and other people's experiences? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you, cho- you chose the interpretation with agency. I really, really like that. It's heavy, heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it is pretty, it's pretty dreadful, horrible story, but we like that they there was this idea of like taking control of your own situation and sort of like working with the hardships. <laughs> so, cause it, it, those are kind of like thematically 
present in a lot of the songs that we had written for the the noise still lingers ep yeah and i think kind of in our lives and probably most people's lives i feel like you can either let the really bad things that happen to you define you and take you down used to like i said before learn from them and 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 not let them define who you are i agree completely accept them right have them be part of who you've become i think that's so important it's it's powerful at the end of the day you know it gives people a way to to move forward there was another episode that i did with uh an amazing dj out of la my good friend arash Haile, his episode i believe his episode two and all he was talking about was that same thing he was talking about musicians and covid how to overcome these kind of very messed up times for anybody who does anything creative, any, anybody who does anything having the interface with people, right? Which is impossible right now. And all he was talking about was that we have all this sadness everywhere. We have all this grief. What do you do? So his thing was he set up a he set up his stands and his turntables on the roof of his apartment, and he started giving free shows to everybody awesome. who wanted to listen. And they put him on Ellen, or they spotted him on Ellen. Um, and uh, oh just, my gosh, I think I saw that on the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's him. What that's an him. amazing thing to do. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's a very powerful mindset. It's something that I'm always so happy to see people choosing that, you know, so mm -hmm. to see this and to actually understand it, right, to hear, the, <laughs> to hear this explanation of it in video and in musical form, it's, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. For us, like, as far as, like, lyric and music, Bianca really focuses on how the sounds of a particular word fit an emotion and fit the notes that she's singing. Like that is a huge driving force in her songwriting is finding a word that whose, whose vowel sounds essentially, and maybe consonants a little bit, but like mainly those vowel sounds like reflect this feeling that she has in her and it's extra complicated though because the obviously the, the meaning of that word is also really important and i think i tend to approach things from the, the other side of things where i really love <laughs> language and grammar and syntax and contribution and definition and i like it's like an academic exercise for me almost <laughs> so i think the thing where we like the recognizing it's right is finding the place that's in the middle of these two approaches, I think. Mm. Like, okay, that has a really interesting uh, emotional value, emotional meaning, but also like in a very cerebral sense, it's functioning and it sounds good. <laughs> and I think to add on to that, it also has to have a very visual element. Like we don't, we try and write, write things uh, in terms of music that, that we can really see visuals for. Mm -hmm. So if we can see a storyline to it, then um, that's kind of where our point of meeting in the middle, I guess, is. I think that's one of the things that I appreciated most about the music that I saw, that I saw on Instagram. I think consuming music is no longer just listening. I think we see music a lot in our mm -hmm. consumption of music. Yeah. In other words, the visual aspect and the video component now is as much a part of the music as the music itself. And I think that's a, a move that in your music, what I really liked was that they both complemented each other and they both had that same level of attention to detail, that same level of artistry and that craftsmanship and all of that. Whereas in other places, the music would lack and the video would be higher, right? Or mm -hmm. vice versa. And I think that's one of the 
the videos that I saw on Instagram, there were so much in that vein of the videos here, the music's here, the production on both is here. You know, everything going forward is so <laughs> high quality. It makes it so easy to, to consume music in this modern way. It's refreshing. It's refreshing, honestly. Well, thank goodness. We're so glad that you said that. Yeah. I think for us, like we don't we don't attach to mu- music or a musician or like a director or an actor or anything without their story. Like their story is really important to to being able to attach to like who they are and to really appreciate who they are. And so I think we're also trying to attach to our own stories, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way that we've changed, we consume music now has really changed. And like, I think we're both people that really miss minor notes, <laughs> you know, like we really miss the tactile gratification of being able to flip through something and having this visual accompaniment and being able to, I, I used to always like read the lyrics along with whatever I was listening to. And my liner notes would just be completely in tatters with for any albums that were particularly loved. And so I think that like we we knew that Instagram was going to have to play a big part in how we we disseminate our stuff. And we both were a little bit apprehensive about how we use social media because we think that it can also play into this really toxic thing. But Bianca is the driving force behind our Instagram page. And I think she found a really great way to make it something that is um, enjoyable for her to do and also really fun to engage with. <laughs> so how how would you say people can support not only YouTube, but also artists in general? How would you tell people to to get involved? I mean, for us, like a lot of getting involved is we want to create with other people. Mm-hmm. So if there's anyone out there that wants to create with us, just reach out or pretty approachable yeah and it doesn't matter you know what your particular skill set is like you can yeah if people want to get involved they can literally get involved with the the creative process with us if if they so desire for people that want to support in other ways like all of those listens likes follows on spotify and social media they um it might seem like a small gesture, but it means so much to us because when things do start to open back up and even before that, for, for things like like podcasts and, and webcasts of concerts, those numbers really determine a lot of the opportunities that we get. And so we really appreciate anybody that t- takes the, the time to find us on social media. We're the bellow and the, we're the bellow, the whale on Instagram and, and Facebook. And um, Beyond has also made us a website that's thebellowandthewhale.com and we're on YouTube. So, you know, any of those watches, listens, and um, likes, they that goes a long way to supporting us, but any other um, artists that you love and want to support, really, we really appreciate all those things. And, you know, working lo- other local musicians into your your daily playlist on Spotify. That seems like a small thing, but it makes a huge difference to all of us in this um, this community. And share their names with people. Yeah. If you if you like what you hear, if you like what you hear from us or from anyone else, then tell your friends. Be like, listen to this, listen to this artist, or go go watch this film, or um, 
look at this art or read their article, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, like just engaging with it and sharing it word of mouth. It means so much to any creative person. That was The Bellow and The Whale. Again, like I said in the interview, what I appreciate most about their music and their creative output is that their lyricism, their musicality, and everything that they bring to you visually is all on such a high level. And that's something that I think we all as creatives, but also as people who consume creative materials like music and art and film can all appreciate. So be sure to check them out on their Instagram, be sure to check them out online on their website, and be sure to check them out on YouTube so you can see these amazing films and this amazing music that they're putting out. Remember that the full interview of this short podcast episode has been uploaded to the People Plus Art YouTube channel. That's over an hour long interview filled with actual videos and music that you can hear and see and their narrative talking about their own music. So be sure to check out the People Plus Art YouTube channel there to see all of that footage, all of those ideas and all of that narrative. As always, if you like this episode and you're liking the show, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe and be sure to share. I'll see you at the next one.